the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Less than a year ago, it might have been unthinkable, but now Robert F. Kennedy's presidential campaign is making some noise in the 2024 race. Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Kennedy's decision to run as an independent is gaining support, according to the latest Quinnipiac poll. In a Biden-Trump matchup, the two candidates are virtually tied. If you expand the contest to include RFK Jr., the poll shows Biden leads Trump 36 to 33 percent, with Kennedy receiving 22 percent support. Among independent voters, Kennedy leads both Trump and Biden. With those numbers, RFK Jr. is poised to play a spoiler role. Greg Clugston, Washington. A fourth GOP presidential debate been set now for December 6th in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This is SRN News. Brandon Tatum sees work ahead for Trump. MAGA people are going to vote for Trump no matter what. But for, the, for other people that's on the fence, in the middle, vacillating, in the general... It's when you're going to see a, a, a huge effect. If Donald Trump is able to prove his innocence early on, or it, it appears that he's going to be innocent early on, I think that's going to be a tremendous boost for him. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM1280thepatriot.com has the Patriot Half-Off Deals program. That's right. At AM1280thepatriot.com, click the Half-Off Deals icon so you can check out the Patriot Half-Off Deals program where you can start saving 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center, mid-40s is your low tonight. Cloudy skies sticking around this evening throughout your overnight hours into Monday. Partly sunny tomorrow, high around 51 degrees. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, feel free to do so. Again, just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. 
And feel free to, again, check out the live stream of the broadcast. Where is up and running? Where our, our good friend Wild Wilson is always checking in, uh, touting David Clark for uh, mayor out of uh, Bloomington. So David Clark for mayor has a Facebook page, so I'll definitely tout that Wild. Appreciate the heads up on that. Uh, feel free to go check that out. Yeah, a lot of uh, local elections uh, taking place uh, this Tuesday, so we'll be talking about that in the upcoming segments. That is for sure. But uh, want to first uh, welcome our first guest to the broadcast, longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Minnesota State Senator Julia Coleman in the midst of her second term now. She is in Senate District 48, which covers yeah, Waconia, Chanhassen, and Chaska. Obviously a very difficult session for uh, Republicans and those who express a right-of-center of political sentiments, uh, given everything that came out of there. And uh, after this legislation was passed and once the DFL got done patting themselves on the back, they realized a lot of this legislation was either legally dubious or woefully underestimating the cost that it's going to come to. And we want to talk about the latter uh, with Julia Komen about a uh, an issue that she brought forth and kind of signaled that uh, this could be a, a salient issue if not addressed properly, and that, of course, is paid family medical leave program that was passed by the DFL. Uh, first and foremost, we'd like to welcome to the broadcast the aforementioned Senator Julia Komen. Julia, always good to talk to you. How are you? Oh, Brad, I'm doing great. Thanks again for having me on. So, Julia, I know this is something, even before you were elected to your first term in 2020, you talked about how Republicans specifically need to start addressing some of these issues because if left in the hands of the DFL, it can be an abject failure, as we're finding out. Specifically, one thing you advocated for, and obviously it was a very personal issue to you, the Paid Family Medical Leave Act. Uh, Before we get into what was actually passed, why don't you talk a little bit about what you were kind of bringing to the table? Unfortunately, it was a divided was divided government back in 2021 when you brought your ideas to the table, kind of a more of a free market program that didn't go anywhere. But talk a little bit about what you brought to the table and what ended up getting passed this past session, Julia Coleman. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Absolutely. You know, when I ran for the Minnesota State Senate at nine months pregnant, I knew that I had a vision for the Republican Party being so much more than the party of no. Mm -hmm. If we want to succeed and govern, we need to start listening to what people who look like me, women that had a college degree, living in the suburbs, starting their families, what mattered to them? And not just saying no because we didn't like the Democrats' proposal. We're too creative and intelligent for that. And so what we did was bring forth a bill um, called, it, it was modeled a lot after what uh, the governor did in Virginia. And what it does would authorize the creation of paid family leave insurance in the state of Minnesota. Okay. And we heard from insurance companies saying, yes, we want to do this. This would be a great market. And it would serve as a rider to short-term disability. And we partnered it with tax credits for small businesses that maybe couldn't afford to offer this benefit on their own to help cover the cost of premium and other paid family leave related expenses. And so this was a free market creative solution to the issue to help fill in the gap because a lot of people already like their plans that their employers provide. And we've heard from Democrats before, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. Right. Well, I, I've, I've lived through that. I'm old enough to have lived through that and understand that that never happens. And it passed with, well, actually, tripartisan support, if you count the independents in the Senate, but radical liberals in the House, they didn't want it to see the light of day. They did not want Republicans to champion a free market paid family leave solution and never passed it out of the House. 
so we had the election come, and obviously Republicans sadly lost the majority in all three branches. And what we saw Democrats pass was a massive new bureaucracy. It's going to have hundreds of new state employees. It's going to cost billions of dollars, and employers and employees are going to have to pay an additional tax. Now, what we're seeing happen with this plan, which Democrats are acting shocked, which they shouldn't be because we told them again and again that this is going to happen, that two years before the program even starts, before it's even off the ground and people are taking claims out for paid family medical leave, if it's going to cost $600 million more million and the payroll tax that they promised was going to be very low, well, before it even starts, we're seeing a 30% increase on that payroll tax. So when presented uh, with these uh, with these new numbers, and again, we've we've saw the way the DFL governed this this past session. It was a lot of this a lot of these proposals rushed through committee because, of course, they had the majority in every committee, and then uh, hastily called floor votes where everything pretty much passed on on party lines. And they all and after every major piece of legislation had kind of the back padding celebrations. And as we're seeing in the aftermath, if it wasn't legally dubious, uh, it's uh, like I was mentioning at the outset. Uh, the cost of these programs woefully uh, underestimated. So when this was presented to them, how this particular issue so uh, is going to cost way more than, than anticipated, uh, have they offered suggestions to amend it, fix it, upcoming sessions? What, what was their general reaction, Julia Coleman? Well, I was recently on KSTP, and they did have the offer in the Senate of the bill come forth, and she tried to downplay it, saying, not that bad. We haven't reached the cap on the payroll tax yet. Well, that cap was instituted by Republicans, and that was the lowest number we could get them to. We need to put the cap back down to what they campaigned and promised Minnesotans it would be. And I, you know, me, I'm a Christian woman. I don't believe in gloating or anything like that, but there's going to be a lot of time spent this next session fixing bills saying, I told you so. I told you this was going to happen. And Without naming names, I had another bill, a baby product tax bill, and it got cut at the end of session, and it was to eliminate uh, the tax on certain baby products, just trying to do my part to help growing families that are struggling right now, of which there are many. And uh, the person that I was speaking to on the other side of the aisle said, well, this might have a shot next time around if we're not in a deficit, but I don't see that happening. We are going to see our budget, which we started with an $18 billion surplus. We're going to see it just blown out once all of these uh, programs and spending sprees come to fruition. It might not be right away because a lot of these things are taking time to build and get up and running. But soon down the line, all of us and perhaps the next generation of Minnesotans are going to be paying the price for this. And I hope voters wake up and say, you know what? It's time to put the adults back in the room. So obviously, uh, you know, um you're obviously out of session right now. The next session uh, commences probably within the next uh, couple of three months. What, uh, you know, again, because uh, the DFL controls the, the trifecta, what are some of the things that they're signaling ahead of time that you may be facing an onslaught for coming up? Because, again, they could pretty much ramrod through anything they wanted. But I think um, I, I don't want to say that they're having buyer's remorse, but certainly there's been a tremendous backlash with some of the legislation that has passed this past session. So do you see them trying to temper things, or are they going to be, like, uh, 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 going all hog wild again like the previous session? What are they signaling thus far, Julie Coleman? Can you tell us? 
Well, what I'm hearing from the inside is to grab the popcorn because there is going to be the group of Democrats that are more moderate and they're in tough districts and they're in leadership and they're going to say it's time to pass things that everyone can get behind and then just come back after the election and go a little hog wild again for a year, give voters a chance to forget again before the Senate's up. But there is a very far left wing fraction in both Democrat House caucuses in the House and in the Senate. And they want to continue pushing things forward. We're hearing things from attacking more parental rights when it comes to your children and whether or not you have uh, rights to know what they're doing in school or how they're being addressed. We're seeing more and more talk about what's going on in curriculum and keeping things away from parents. And I wouldn't doubt that if there is any surplus left over, that that will get spent uh, faster than I can even pull into the parking garage there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that yeah, like you say, that is something to certainly keep an eye upon. Obviously, it's a non-budget year, so uh, you know what what so many things could happen. I know on the uh, there are a lot of Second Amendment advocates in this uh, in this audience, and yourself included in that, Julie Coleman. I know they wanted to go a lot further than they did with a couple of the pieces of legislation that they passed. So, uh, any signaling, any word on what more they could do there? Because I know they recently had, I think. If they haven't already, they were uh, considering having the the Giffords gun group come in for rally. And I know some of the more moderate DFL senators, like Senator uh, Hoschild and another senator whose name escapes me, uh, were in attendance. So they're kind of tipping their hand where they stand on that particular issue, Julia Coleman. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw even more restrictions on the Second Amendment and we became one of the most gun-grabbing states in the nation, which for me, as a woman who spends a lot of time taking care of my house and children while my husband's at work, you know, I see guns as the great equalizer. And I've seen young women around my age that have had to get a firearm in short notice because of, say, an abusive boyfriend or some sort of bad situation. And so I hope that the moderates, or if that's how they identify, I don't think they actually are, take a look at who are you really protecting here because it isn't law-abiding citizens. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know that was a it was a definite concern going into session because I'd uh, talked to uh, uh, some my friends who run the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, asking if there were any uh, DFLers who uh, returned the surveys with favorable remarks, and I just got a one word answer, nope. So <laughs> I I didn't take that as a good sign, Julie Coleman. Well, Julia, we're gonna we're gonna let you go here in a couple of minutes, but before we do, we don't want to focus on uh, the stuff that was downright depressing and dreary from this past session. Which, let's face it, there was a lot. If you're a Republican voter, but uh, kudos to you, young lady. Uh, big piece of legislation that I know was near and dear to your heart and obviously the heart of your community. Uh, uh, part of uh, Highway 5 being uh, uh, as a tribute to Prince Rogers Nelson, who of course, uh, Paisley Park Studios out there for so many years and was a staple of that community. So and I know you garnered some national headlines yourself in, in uh, bringing this uh, particular legislation forward. So. That has to had to have been a positive thing for the community as you're going out and about, certainly. Yes, there were many nights at the legislature that I shed tears for my state, but being able to bring that beautiful purple sign and a little bit of joy in such a dark time in our state uh, meant a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And again, some people talk about how um, you know there's so many, so much more important things going on, and no one's denying that that isn't the most salient issue that is facing the legislature, but it. At, at the same time, you represent that community. That means a lot to that community. So uh, to, to toss it aside as a nothing burger, I don't think is very accurate. So I'm, I'm grateful that the citizens uh, uh, definitely appreciated you for that. Uh, are you getting more uh, well-recognized uh, as a result now, Julia Coleman? 
Well, I don't know if it's a result of that in particular. I think it's a result of being in the legislature for a number of years now. But, uh, you know, it never fails. It's the time I have uh, one screaming kid and no makeup on. I run into everybody I've ever met. So <laughs> it's got its downsides for sure. Absolutely. Well, once again, we have been joined by a longtime friend of the broadcast, Julia Coleman, again in her second term as Minnesota State Senator out of Senate District 48, covering the areas of Waconia, uh, Chan Hassan. And uh, Chaska. Julia, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. I uh, look forward to uh, chatting with you again and uh, have a great rest of your day. We appreciate it. Thank you. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast in mere moments. Go nowhere. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Would you like your mortgage paid for all of next year? Up to $18,000. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. We're honored to be sponsoring the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Giveaway. We believe Jesus is the real Christmas miracle, and our desire is to share his gospel. If you enter daily through December 21st, you could receive an additional blessing this Christmas season. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and sign up today, and Merry Christmas from the Kingdom Builders. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. America, Grandchildren are a gift from God, but sometimes they come with surprise bonus gifts. I got granddaughters now that go to preschool. You've never been sicker in your life till you spend time around kids that go to preschool. It's awful. You want a flu vaccine? Scrape the cheek of a five-year-old coming out of a preschool. And my granddaughter waits till I'm sleeping on the couch and she just walks over and stares at me. And did you know because of gravity, everything in her little mouth is splashing on my face. Comedian Jeff Allen will be in Minnesota on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. AM 980 The Mission and Mathnasium are proud to present a clean comedy night for all ages. The worst is when they take a drink out of your water. They give the glass back and there's this six-course meal floating around the top. Jeff's stories are hysterical and his testimony is deeply inspiring. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff in person. Water shouldn't have 40 grams of fiber in it. That's all I know. Visit am980themission.com today and save up to $10 per ticket. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. 
Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, hey, don't forget the live stream of the broadcast that's up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you can uh, give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to leave a excuse me question or comment if you so desire. Guestapalooza rolls on as we're continuing to talk local politics. Honored to be joined in studio right now by Allie Schmidt. She running for a seat on the Spring Lake Park School Board. Uh, Spring Lake Park was in the eh, kind of the northern uh, suburbs area there. Spring Lake Park is kind of a cluster of suburbs there. Spring Lake Park, uh, Fridley, Coon Rapids, whatever else. But uh, we'll find out a little bit more about Allie, how the campaign is faring. And folks, don't forget... Uh, two days until Election Day, a lot of these local elections, whether it's mayor, city council, county commissioners, uh, school board members, whatever, these elections, I would argue, more important and have more of a direct impact on your life than, say, uh, legislative and congressional elections. Just my opinion, of course. But uh, uh, as always, we are honored to welcome in guests to the studio and welcoming to the broadcast, the aforementioned Allie Schmidt. Allie, good to have you in the broadcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we introduced you, what you're running for and everybody else. Uh, So you can introduce yourself again as uh, Copyright Jack Tomczak. Who are you and why are you running? Well, my name is Allie Schmidt, and I am a wife and a mom. I have two children that go to school in the Spring Lake Park District. I also am a graduate of that district. Okay. I went there from fourth grade till I graduated. And I'm a lifelong community member, and I've been living in Blaine for the last 37 years. I am currently the chair of the Panther Foundation for the Spring Lake Park Schools. And I actually have a master's degree in social work, but I'm currently working for our family business right now. And I'm running for multiple reasons, but to sum it up, I am running because I know that education has the power to change one's path in life. And I want to make sure that all of our students have the opportunity to reach their full potential and continue to be supported by teachers who have the resources, the tools uh, they need to deliver, the quality education that our children deserve. Mm -hmm. So I am committed and ready to work for our kids in our schools. So when... uh how is it you first came about this particular race? Were you approached by someone say, hey, there's going to be an opening on the school board. I think it'd be perfect for it. Or were you as a concerned parent watching from afar, seeing what is happening with the schools and perhaps you could affect change, I guess. What, you, what was your primary motivation, Allie? Uh, I have always been involved with my kids in their schooling. So when, when my kids were in preschool, I was the president of the school board for the preschool. Okay. I was involved in PTO and doing things in the classroom when they were in elementary. I've been on the Panther Foundation for going on five years. I've always wanted to be in, in uh, involved in some aspect of the community slash schools. Sure. And then in 2019, when things kind of were happening that I felt kind of unhappy about with some of the situations going on, I decided to to take the next step and do the school board. And I did actually file for candidacy two years ago. Oh, okay. And I was on the ballot, and I decided not to do it anymore because of some outside bullying that I got from oh, close gosh. friends. Okay. And so I 
told people, not everyone obviously in the whole community, but I told close fa- friends and family that I didn't think I could do it anymore, but they rallied around me and they wanted me to get, a, if I was elected to to serve, and I said I would, and I didn't campaign one bit, and I ended up losing by 56 votes. Oh my gosh, wow. And so I kind of kicked myself after <laughs> that, thinking I should have campaigned just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so then I knew right then and there that in two more years I would be full strength doing it. So you alluded to there were some things that were taking place that you weren't comfortable with that uh, kind of you had you taken aback or um, do you feel at liberty to share what specific issues uh, might have drawn you in this time, Allie Schmidt? Well, the issues this time around, and I, I do want to say that our schools I think are excellent. Okay. The foundation that they have, I just want to help build on that. And sure. I want to make sure things aren't getting crept in that parents aren't aware of right. or or wouldn't be happy with. So I, I do think our schools are doing well. But um, and some of the issues that I'm concerned about are some of the similar things that I've heard out in the community as I've been talking with people. Um, one being uh, there's still a need to close that learning gap Yes, that has still um, have students behind in many core subjects, especially math and, and reading. And so I just feel like we need to make sure, like I said before, the teachers have all the support that they need, the resources, um, and all the tools, and maybe, you know, have insight from parents and other staff members that might work with the kids just to ensure that they all have the high-quality education that they deserve. Because um, I believe the children are our future, and so education, like I said, has the power to change one's path in life in for a positive way. Right. And so I think we just need to start focusing just on that academic excellence. Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, I So when you uh, obviously you, th- you think about uh, your, ca- your last campaign having lost by such a, a minuscule amount, obviously something that you stood for resonated with, with voters. I mean, like I say, almost winning despite to your own admittance, not campaigning as much as you'd like to. So this time around, as you're going out and obviously campaigning, and it is a grind, what are some of the prevailing issues that you're hearing from other parents in the district? Do they kind of mirror what your concerns are? I mean, I guess, what can you tell us about what voters are telling you this time around, if anything different? Yeah, they do mirror some of the things that I have. Um, I know that for sure safety is a concern, um, oh, yeah. especially yeah. with the current SRO situation. Mm, yes. But not only that... Um, regards to like disruptive or disrespectful students that are in the classroom or in the hallway or at the lunchroom, and then the lack of consequences and um, accountability for those kids that disrupt and misbehave. I think that people are worried that there isn't any anything being done for those students and they're just affecting all other kids in the classroom or in the hallway, of course, and making kids feel afraid maybe about... Sure. Uh, maybe talking to an authority figure about certain kids, it might, you know, make someone target them or whatnot. Right. So I know that's a concern. Um, transparency and accountability, just so that uh, parents will know what's going on in the classroom. Um, and because I think that we need to stand together as parents, teachers, the school board, the community, um, to make the kids a top priority and, um, know that each kid is different and they all need to reach their own potential in a different way. So like working with the teachers 
at the, in the parents together, if that makes sense. Yeah. Not having the, the teachers doing things that the parents have no idea what's, what's happening. So they can foster it at school and at home, make it match, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then also the parental right thing, where we kind of want to keep the politics out of the classroom and just focus on the core academics and leave the, the political stuff or all those values and views to the parents to decide and, and discuss about at home. So those are some of the things. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I've bristled at for a long time, and we've heard about this. I mean, you know, particularly in the aftermath of the pandemic, because parents really started to get a better idea of what their kids were learning. Because obviously, with remote learning, they get to see firsthand uh, via Zoom uh, the the lessons that kids were maybe taking in, and parents wondering aloud, what does this have to do with the subject matter, whether it be math or English or science or or what have you, and uh, we only have a couple minutes left in this segment, so we may pick this up on the other side. But if you can answer within a couple minutes, are you getting the sense that the phrase parental rights has almost turned into a pejorative? Like that's Because when people bring up parental rights, they try to pigeonhole candidates who bring that up as some sort of extreme candidates when it's the exact opposite. They're trying to keep that stuff and kids learn the core subjects. I mean, are you... Is that is that true in your district as well, where it's almost a pejorative, the phrase parental rights, Alice yeah, Schmidt? Yes, for sure. It's uh, almost become, I think it's common sense for parental rights, but it's almost come so political that if you're someone for parental rights, then you're some right-wing extremist. Right. That don't yeah. know what they're talking about. And, you know, and it's exactly the opposite. So I'm not quite sure. My mind can't wrap around that to be a negative thing in any way. Yeah, and no one's no one is suggesting that parents should go in and teach math or teach science or teach it. No one is suggesting that because the 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 straw man argument that that teachers and 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 other folks come up with is like, wow, these parents they don't have the the background to teach these subjects. It's like no one is suggesting that the parents should go in and teach these subjects. What they're saying is stick to the subject at hand. That's what the parental rights aspect of this is is talking about. And again, uh, you know, kids are to learn a lot of the value system at home. We can have a whole other discussion where kids might be in a broken home where they might not have both parents there or maybe, God forbid, in, in foster care where hopefully they're getting the best possible insight there, but it's not the same as having the custodial parents. So there's a lot of layers to this, but at the end of the day, no one is suggesting that parents are saying this is specifically what you should be teaching about the subject. But we'll have more to talk about with Allie Schmidt. Again, she running for a seat. On the Spring Lake Park School Board, if you have a comment or a question, 651-289-4488. Weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, or check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast. Up and running, me, Brad Carlson, back in mere moments on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Is now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. 
Feel the difference. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. So, what do you do? You rack up credit card debt, that's what you do. It's not your fault, it's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-620-4610. That's 800-620-4610. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome back. AM1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Again, joined in studio, excuse me, by Allie Schmidt. She running for a seat on the Spring Lake Park School Board. Again, folks, uh, local elections. Uh, Tuesday is election day, so I guess technically you can still get out and early vote, but you can only, you know, tomorrow is the only time you can early vote if you haven't done so already. Uh, but again, uh, as I've said to my listeners uh, for over a decade, this is where the biggest impact takes place within your communities at the local levels, specifically uh, school board, city council, mayoral elections, county commissioners, what have you. So definitely get out there and make your voice heard and uh, find out who is running and what they stand for in your particular communities. And speaking of what you stand for in your particular race is Allie Schmidt. If you want to uh, share with the folks where they can find out more about your campaign, whether it's website, social media presence, what have you, um, why don't you share that with them? Yeah, my website is AllieForSchoolBoard.com, A-L-L-I-E, for SchoolBoard.com. And I am on Facebook. You can just search me up for Allie Schmidt for School Board or I think... Something similar to that. Yeah, I, in fact, uh, Ali Schmidt for SLP School Board on Facebook. So, yeah, be sure to do a search for that. And, uh, by the way, uh, we've linked to Ali's uh, Facebook page on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And then on my blog, bradcarlson.org, in the post promoting today's show, I've also linked to Ali's website so uh, you can find out more about her there. Uh, what specifically – I mean, Ali, again, we've talked about the campaign grind. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago – 
uh, you decided to really get back into uh, campaigning for the next uh, cycle of elections. So it certainly has been a grind. You're down to crunch time here, Allie. So what does your campaign look like over the uh, next 48 hours as you uh, get into Election Day? More of the same? We're wrapping up with doing some of the last-minute get-out-the-vote things. Um, but I okay. do want to encourage people that, you know, it is an off-year election, um, but it is so important, and every vote counts. So I would encourage everyone to exercise their civic duty and be part of right. this important process and encourage your friends, your family, your neighbors to get out and vote as well, even, you know, if you're not in the SLP district. Make sure you go and find out who you can vote for in, in your district and get out and vote. I, of course, will would be honored to have anyone's support. So I think from now until the election, just making sure you have everyone that you know of that you can tell them and encourage them to go out and vote. Um, it is their right to be able to take time to go do it, and the polls are open long enough that you should be able to find time. And like you said, tomorrow you can go and vote early. Um, but a lot of people I know like to do it on Election Day. I'm old school. If I'm in town, I want to do it Election Day. Now, there's been occasions where I've been out of town traveling for my day job that I can't vote in person. Okay, yeah, vote absentee early then. But I, I don't know. Something about voting on Election Day, Allie. I love yeah, it. Me too. So uh, we do want to uh, get to a call real quick. Now, Dan doesn't reside in Allie's uh, school district. He's from Invergrove Heights. But nevertheless, he has a question, so I'm sure Allie will welcome it. Dan, always good to hear from you, sir. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you, Brad. Yes, hi, Allie. Uh, I was just wondering if you were aware of uh, courageisahabit.org, that website. They have uh, little handouts at the, at the uh, website there about things like uh, cold fiction, uh, decoding the, lang- the language game of social-emotional learning and that sort of thing. Um, and Dr. James Lindsay was in town not long ago speaking about the Marxification of education. He has a book about it. And, of course, ChildProtectionLeague.com. These are all great resources for parents to help them uh, understand what's going on in the schools today, especially the public schools. Uh, Safety and Inclusion Express about runaway, the runaway transgender train. Um, parents who are abusers, how to spot them on different levels, the activists, the liars. We're talking about the parents here, deflectors, avatars, I mean. It's all very well uh, stated and uh, very clear and articulate and short, you know. So I just wanted to make put that out there, especially for parents who are listening to you. Yeah, thanks, Dan. We appreciate it. I, I've not heard of this courageisahabit.org. I don't know if um, you've heard of that, Allie, but it's something that some of the issues that uh, Dan alluded to that the website address is obviously um, something that has certainly come up in the schools. I don't know if it's uh, been... Uh, directly, your your students, your your kids directly have been impacted by this. But these are some in general that have been uh, that have been out there. Any any uh, comment or uh, that what Dan had to? Share I haven't with us? heard of that website, and I will be sure to check it out. But I have had, I have watched uh, that Dr. James Lindsay he talked about. I've watched mm. some of his videos, and okay. I have had um, the League of Child Protection. I have had, uh, trainings that I've watched from them, actual in-person trainings. Okay. And a lot of the things that they talk about, I think that the, the, the lady I saw could talk for days and days on end. And <laughs> it's just, I'm in awe of the, some of the things that aren't common sense that are being pushed. So uh, obviously, uh, we've been hearing a lot about, uh, school board races on a national level. You wouldn't think you'd hear a whole lot about them on the national level, but particularly the past, number of years. I mean, you could argue that uh, uh, the 
real big spotlight was shown on uh, the state of Virginia two years ago, particularly in the gubernatorial race where you had the one of the gubernatorial candidates saying how the parents shouldn't be that directly involved in the kids' education, and that really got uh, parents fired up and showing up to school board meetings to the point where uh, the, some in the in the current presidential administration referred to parents as domestic terrorists, which is a frightening thought to think that expressing your concerns over what your kids are being taught in school could somehow be some form of terrorism. So knowing the kind of environment that is Ali Schmidt and what kind of a uh, situation that could present, uh, was there any uh, uh, trepidation getting in this time around? I mean, I know you said because you lost by such a close margin, you were forward thinking and wanted to go back into it. But certainly hearing some of these uh, stories nationally, was there uh, any kind of trepidation as a result? Well, fortunately, in my situation, I do know that most people on the board currently, and I respect them. That's good. Okay. And they are not like those other people. That's good. Um, <laughs> I know that, in, you know, just in general, even many, many years ago, a school board is it's supposed to be something you can discuss on topics, you know, as an adult and learn from other points of view. And I, I, I think that that will be the case moving forward, especially since we're kind of out of the, the COVID and the pandemic, hopefully. Yes. All those issues that were, were, you know, people had way different views than each other on. So I'm hopeful that it will be, it'll be good. Once again, we are joined in studio by Allie Schmidt. Again, she's running for the uh, seat on the Spring Lake Park School Board. Allie, we've got a few minutes uh, remaining here. We already talked about what the last 48 hours of your campaign looks like, uh, how you'll be wrapping that up. And I know I have some listeners that reside in a particular school district. I, you know, if I had an inkling, they're probably going to vote for you, but I don't want to assume that everybody uh, ha- has earned your vote. So if there's one final campaign pitch or whatever you want to make the listeners or any final thoughts you want to leave for the folks, uh, please feel free. Well, I was, my main thing is I just want each child in our district to have access to academic excellence to be able to thrive, to be able to feel safe um, at school. I, I want, you know, everybody needs to, school boards need to be able to be involved. The parents need to be involved. The admin, the teachers, um, you know, like I said before, the children are our future, so we all have to work together um, to make sure that every child can reach their full potential and right. be supported and at home at school, just, you know, working together. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that, that's a great way to put it because this should be a more collaborative effort. I mean, I get it. You, we see on the news that makes a lot of national news and, and certainly a lot of clickbait headlines about parents being confrontational at school board meetings. And we certainly understand why parents are upset given some of the things that were permeating the classroom that they didn't anticipate. But at the end of the day, yeah, it should absolutely be a collaborative effort, and that should be the top priority of teachers and school board members and certainly parents that the kids are reaching their full potential. And the fact that you you know these uh, school board members, and whether you agree with them or, or not ideologically, the fact that you can have civil discussions, and we certainly hope that that is the, the case going forward well. Uh, again, we've been joined in studio by Allie Schmidt. Check out her website. Again, I have linked to it at my blog, bradcarlson.org. It's Allie, A-L-L-I-E, AllieForSchoolBoard.com. And also, if you want to go to Facebook, do a search for Allie Schmidt for SLP School Board, where you can find out, again, all about her candidacy, uh, what she's been up to on the campaign trail, and uh, 
Glad our good friend A.K. Kamara, who's filled in on this show multiple times, is out there. So if A.K. vouches for you, Allie, that's good <laughs> enough for me. So uh, he, he's, probably, he's probably a lot of fun to hang around, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes, he's a great guy. Yep, he's become my friend. Well, fantastic. Well, again, Allie Schmidt for Spring Lake Park School Board uh, joined us for these uh, past couple of segments, touting her candidacy. And again, folks, uh, local elections this Tuesday. So just find out where your polling place is. Get out there and vote because, again, this has a direct impact on your community. Whether your kids are going to school in the district or not, a good, solid, healthy school district is a good reflection of the community. So we hopefully you get out there and vote. Allie, best of luck to you going forward. Best of luck Tuesday night. I'll definitely be pouring over election results. Hopefully that you're able to emerge victorious. And have a great rest of your weekend. We appreciate the time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass, your local auto glass specialist. Take the hassle out of windshield repair at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Do you have a health concern making healing more difficult? Genovations Regen has solutions with treatment plans that reduce healing time by up to 50%. Experience healing for acute or chronic wounds with Genovations Regen. Search G-E-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S Regen. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, Being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Raising a family can be tough, but sometimes you just gotta laugh. Teenagers. But I believe, personally, teenagers are God's revenge on mankind. In order to provide some levity in the midst of life's chaos, AM 980 The Mission is hosting comedian Jeff Allen on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. One day, God was looking down over his creation and just said, let's see how they like it to create someone of their own image who denies their existence. Jeff's stories are hysterical, and his testimony is deeply inspiring. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff in person. I have read the Bible more than once, cover to cover, and it never says how old the devil was when he rejected God's authority. My guess, 16. Comedy Night is sponsored by Mathnasium, the math learning center. Visit am980themission.com to buy tickets today and save up to $10 per ticket. Devil got his driver's license and drove to Georgia. That's all I know. Officer Tatum here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of emergency alert systems, keeping you advised on threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. 
Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast, so feel free to call in, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments and questions. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already, where we had a live stream of the broadcast up and running. My goodness, did this broadcast go by lightning fast. I mean, I get it. I do this every Sunday for two hours, and I shouldn't be amazed, but uh, wow, it just goes by quickly. It's amazing how many topics you can leave on the table, but uh, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. And by the way, uh, thanks to our guests, longtime friend of the broadcast, Minnesota State Senator Julia Coleman, as well as uh, Allie Schmidt for uh, Spring Lake Park School Board. Definitely looking forward to pouring over election results on Tuesday night. Hoping for a good night. Uh, we've had a lot of the school board candidates come on, so if you are a school board candidate and you've come on this broadcast, thanks so much. And if you're a school board candidate who hasn't come on this broadcast, hey, we thank you for stepping forward regardless. I mean, you certainly don't need the Narn's blessing to uh, get out there and, and campaign, but um, hoping for the best uh, for our candidates as they step forward. Uh, I did want to get to this interesting piece. I wasn't even going to talk about the uh, presidential election, but I have to admit uh, the SRN news at the top of the hour, plus this uh, National Review piece penned by Jim Garrity this morning, showing how the New York Times uh, says to President Biden, uh, our new poll shows Trump beating you handily in swing states. Now, we heard at the top of the hour news, uh, uh, Salem Radio News, SRN News, that with RFK Jr. in the race, that is actually siphoning away Trump's or, or votes from Trump. Whereas if it's just Trump and Biden, it's a virtual tie. But with RFK in the mix, the latest poll shows like Biden 36, Trump 33, and RFK Jr. 22. So... RFK Jr. is poised to play spoiler, but got to keep in mind those are national polls. What the New York Times is focusing on, and rightly so, is the Electoral College, particularly swing states. Because as we saw in 2016, Trump lost the popular vote by about like 1.5 percentage points, but won the Electoral College. And so that is where the rubber meets the road, and how Trump fares in swing states against Biden and Kennedy is going to be better, obviously, than nationally. Again, this is from the New York Times. Sounding the alarm for the Biden re-election campaign, President Biden is trailing Donald J. Trump in five of the six most important battleground states one year before the 2024 election, suffering from enormous doubts about Biden's age and deep dissatisfaction over his handling of the economy and a host of other issues New polls by the New York Times and Siena College have found. The results show Mr. Biden losing to Mr. Trump, his likeliest Republican rival, by margins of 3 to 10 percentage points among registered voters in Arizona, 
Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. Mr. Biden is ahead only in Wisconsin by two percentage points, the poll found. Wow. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I maintain that I don't believe Donald Trump should be the candidate, and I stick by that and will continue to stick by that because I believe that Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis have a much better chance of beating Biden head-to-head, and polls have shown that. In fact, Nikki Haley has uh, made incredible strides in the campaign where I think she's even overtaken DeSantis for second place in New Hampshire, and she's definitely uh, rivaling DeSantis, who's had a pretty—he's— Led for most of the way in Iowa, but sounds like uh, Haley is creeping up. Now, I also read that Governor Kim Reynolds out of Iowa is set to endorse Ron DeSantis for president. And Kim Reynolds is a very popular governor in that state, so we'll see what kind of uh, pull that has. And Donald Trump, as he is wont to do, uh, because no one bows to—if there's someone who doesn't bow to touch the hem of his garment, he'll personally rip them. So ripping the governor of Iowa— one of the most popular governors that Iowa has seen in a long time. Probably not the best road to winning the Iowa caucus, but Trump didn't win it in 2016 either. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Jim Garrity at National Review uh, responds to this New York Times piece. Uh, Could these numbers change between now and November 2024? Sure. With the news cycle so focused on Israel and Gaza, the public is getting shorter glimpses at Trump. Judging from Trump's truth social feed, the former president is erratic, raging, and conspiracy-minded as ever. And perhaps in a 2024 general election with a long look at Trump, enough voters in enough states will conclude they just can't go back to another four years of Trump in the Oval Office. But Biden and his team would be fools to bet on lingering distaste of Trump being enough to save his re-election bid. Broad swaths of the public are telling pollsters that life under Biden is harder than it was under Trump, and they see Biden's policies as hurting them, not helping them. And I think the one issue where you talk about it, obviously the economic issues have been first and foremost among people's minds uh, in this upcoming presidential race and how Biden has tried to gaslight them on inflation. You know, the the infamous moment sometime earlier this year where he kind of leaned to the microphone, or maybe it was last year sometime, I don't remember which, where he goes, there was zero inflation. You know, the creepy old man thing he does, zero inflation. Well, no, the inflation rate didn't increase from the previous month to that current month he was talking about. But prices were still higher than the year previous year at that point. But he's trying to spin it as there's no inflation. Again, People are getting, I think, really sick and tired of being gaslighted to because they are experiencing the real-world pain of out-of-control inflation. And I, it's just amazing to me when I read these pieces and how they talk about Trump being the normalization candidate. I mean, what a frothing loon Trump is on his tro- truth social feed. And this, what a time to be alive when Trump is the normalization campaign. But what the advantage the Trump campaign has right now, and again, not that Trump is really campaigning, but a lot of his surrogates are out there putting stuff out. What you can't deny is the Abraham Accords that took place near the end of Trump's first term. 
where there were peace deals brokered between Arab countries and Israel. And how this Hamas terrorist attack, and thus a lot of these uh, Democrats not unequivocally condemning the terror attacks, how I'm not saying that Democrats are more sympathetic to a Trump campaign, certainly not, but how some are threatening to sit out the election altogether, including a lot, and there's also a large uh, pro-Palestinian Arab-American constituency that is also thinking of sitting it out because of Joe Biden's perceived support for Israel. And, And again, Biden did come out and condemn the Hamas attack on Israel and support for our friends Israel and met with uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. But then only recently Biden seeing how problematic that is with some of his constituency. Now all of a sudden he's saying, well, we, we, need, to, we need to have a pause here. Basically calling for a ceasefire, which, as we talked about in previous segments, is utterly irresponsible at this point when you have the leader of Hamas himself saying their sole goal is annihilation of Israel. Ceasefire is not a possibility. So, again, this is a poll of of registered voters. Now, this doesn't take into account likely voters, okay? But if enough voters, certain constituencies, are signaling that they're going to sit out the race because, well, they've hated Trump from the beginning, but they are have issues with Biden's support, what they see as his support for Israel, yeah, uh, there's a very, very realistic chance. If it indeed is Trump and Biden, which I maintain it will not be, one or both are not going to be the candidates, uh, spells huge trouble for the sitting president. Folks, as always, I've enjoyed it. M1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. This is Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense math fluency and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract, call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 1-800-227-5278. 
That's 800-890-5957. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or check us out on the web prolifeacrossamerica.org Prolife Across America is educational non-political and tax deductible Three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.